Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 40 with Mike Lancelot, who probably has the greatest track record of any person in the history of the Cutco Vector Marketing Sales Organization. As a sales rep, Mike was the number one college All-American. After graduating from the University of Delaware, Mike became a district manager and was the company's number one DM for three years in a row. He then became a division manager and again was number one for three years in a row. He then became a region manager and was number one for four years in a row before taking on an executive role as vice president of sales. Later, as CEO of Vector Sales, he led the company through multiple years of rapid growth and expansion, and since retiring from his day-to-day role, he has remained on as a member of the Cutco Corporation Board of Directors. In this short snippet, Sir Lancelot shares some core principles of Vector's culture then gets into what he feels are the most important qualities of great leaders. He ends with two closing thoughts for this audience and a fun fact about the house he built in his retirement in Florida. Anyone listening who is a Cutco Vector rep, manager, or alum can thank Mike Lancelot and others for creating the foundation for success for so many people. I would suggest that it's our duty to pay this forward through our own leadership example, whether in or out of Vector. Please help spread the philosophies and strategies of Cutco Vector by sharing this and other episodes of this podcast with people in your network. The podcast is available for free on just about all podcast players. All episodes, guest bios, and show notes can also be found at changinglivespodcast.com. I'm honored to share this flashback segment with the legendary leader, Mike Lancelot. You can revisit our full conversation at episode number 40. You referenced one of the founding principles of Vector. To be successful, we must first help others to succeed. What are some of the other core principles upon which Vector Marketing was built? People, products, and programs. The three big ones. People, products, and programs. That was a definite founding principle. And as I think of the Vector today and successful organizations even outside of Vector. And when you have great people, that says a lot. But you can have good people and not have a good product. And we have a fantastic product in in cutlery. It is the world's finest cutlery. I say that to people often. If there was a knife better than Cutco, I'd know about it. So we combine the, the great asset of people with the fantastic product And then the vector programs bring it all together. So that was a founding principle. Certainly, in order for us to succeed, our people must succeed first. 
another founding principle. I was very proud of the fact that another founding principle was running an ethical business in every aspect, in every aspect, everything we say and everything we do. People are watching. And so that was a founding principle. There were two other founding principles, and, and there were several others, Dan, but a strong recruiting focus. Direct sales companies are a direct function of how powerful their, their recruiting endeavors are because it, it all comes down to number of exposures. The more, the more presentations we do, the more sales we make at the basic sales rep level. And the more sales reps we have, the more sales we make as a company and everywhere in between. So, you know, the company always has had a strong recruiting focus along with an emphasis on recruiting efficiency. That was something Don Frieda instilled in all of us, that it takes an awful lot to generate a new sales rep. And so the more efficient you can be at every step along the way that ends up in that rep launching, the better off you'll be. So strong recruiting focus and a strong emphasis on recruiting efficiency. Another founding principle was emanated from Don Frieda was the importance of family, the importance of balance, you know, balance your work career with your family. And so I worked very, very hard in my career, but you know, I look back at, at our family life and I'm sure there were sacrifices. Definitely there were sacrifices, but one was not at the expense of the other. I want to ask you, Mike, what do you believe are the most important qualities of great leaders? Because you've been amazing yourself. And I just feel like you've also seen amazing leaders both in and out of this business. And you could really speak to this question well. One area, Dan, we touched upon already. And these are no certain order because I feel they're all important. The one area we touched upon earlier was strong ethics. I think it's either someone that can be trusted. They have strong ethics and 100% honest. I truly believe there's no such thing as a gray area. Whenever I hear, you know, this is a gray area, mm, I don't think so. To me, something's honest and ethical, or it's not honest and ethical. And if it's not 100%, which some people like to call gray area, well, it's most of it's, well, what do we need to change to make it completely honest? And that's in all aspects and all dealings with people. All dealings. You know, sometimes people will make a statement that's not honest. I'll get back to you on that. And then they don't. If you say you're going to get back to somebody on it, whatever the issue, you better make a note, which is very easy to do today in, in our iPhones or cell phones, to follow up. Just the fact that you're following up is, is like, wow, wow. He told me he was going to do that, and he did it. So being honest and 100% of everything that you do. I think another positive attribute of a great leader is they build strong relationships. You know, as I think back to even when I became CEO, it was such a big country, but there were relationships throughout the whole country. I mean, I'm in Philadelphia. Dan Cassetta is in California. We had a business relationship. I would reach out to Dan. You know, I, I knew about your family, your interests. You know, the more you can build relationships, that spells retention. And, and so doing a lot of the little things that make a big difference in this category of, of showing people that you care about them as a person. 
know, that's that's how you build relationships. I think the ability to create excitement about the future is a big, big quality of great leaders. The ability to create excitement about the future. It's not just where we are, but it's where we're going. And that ties right in with the next attribute. I think successful leaders are growth-driven. They understand that it's all about growth. Anything that stays the same, moving backwards, back to that lack of momentum. You need to build on momentum. I strongly believe that there are two most powerful forces in business. The two most powerful forces in business are momentum, and the other most powerful force in business, lack of momentum. Mm. We were always focused on momentum, never becoming complacent. Had a good month? That was great. Celebrate briefly, but that was last month. Same thing on a campaign level, same thing on an annual basis. Always building on momentum takes you to a whole other level of momentum. So being growth-driven is very, very, very And related to that, I think effective leaders, and we touched upon too earlier, they recognize business trends. That's why I want all the data. I'm trying to ascertain what are the trends, both positive trends or areas needing improvement. So I think successful leaders recognize trends. I can look at a balance sheet or a profit and loss statement and in a matter of seconds, recognize trends. I can tell you about that business. And I can look at one of our people and just have a short conversation. And I'm looking to see how they look that particular day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So many times they say, you know, so-and-so doesn't look too good. Well, what do you mean? Well, didn't you notice at the staff meeting? He or she didn't look good at all. Oh, wow, I didn't notice that. Yes, you're not managing your people. Someone else will be. So, you know, noticing trends in people as well as in statistics. I think to sum it up, Dan, I mean, we could go on and on, and there's so many wonderful books on leadership, but one of the books I always enjoyed reading, and because it was a short, powerful read, was Leadership is an Art. Leadership is an Art was written years ago by a fellow, Max Dupree, D-E-P-R-E-E, and said, you need to realize that people don't have to follow. They choose to follow. And his exact quote was, quote, followership is a voluntary activity. Followership is a voluntary activity. And what that means, people don't have to follow. They choose to follow. So last but certainly not least, I think effective leaders are very humble. It's not about them. There's a difference between self-confidence and an overflated ego, in my opinion. So humility, that's where humility comes in. You're realizing that being a leader is being a servant. Not doesn't mean that you're going to be served. It means you need to be. You need to be the one that serves. Mm-hmm. Humble. Check your ego at the door without compromising your self-confidence. Mike, this has been really great. I just want to give you an opportunity if there's anything else you'd like to share, any other advice that you'd want to give for people who are listening to this podcast. Dan, I have two closing thoughts. One is specifically for our vector management team. And that closing thought is to always be reminded that there's a difference between what we're doing and what we're accomplishing. What are we doing? Well, we're, we're recruiting, training, and developing people. 
to work and sell Petco nuts. That, in a nutshell, is essentially what we're doing. But you're currently working with Vector. What are we accomplishing? I say we always need to be reminded of the important skills for life that we provide for people that work with us. I mean, there's so many skills for life that people obtain from their Vector experience. I'll just name a few. Presentation skills, closing skills, lead development skills, telephone skills, public speaking skills, time management skills. I mean, if we taught one to two of these skills, we'd be making a huge difference in people's lives. But as I think of, of the other people listening to this podcast who have utilized their vector experience to catapult them into other areas of opportunity in their career, I am confident they look back and say, wow, I, I am successful in business and in life, even if they're not in business, because I learned these skills through Vector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so exciting, the skills we teach people for life. And so secondly, I think to realize that success requires hard work and sacrifice. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's no easy layups. Overnight success? No, it's over many nights. Mm-hmm. It's over many nights. Success requires hard work and sacrifice. I never worked a 40-hour work week, Dan. I never worked for a salary. To me, a 40-hour work week and a salary defines a job. Well, it's the vector opportunity. We're in the land of opportunity. And so with opportunity, yes, comes risk. But when you have hard work and sacrifice in your court, you put the opportunity odds much more in your favor. So when Joni and I retired, built a home in Florida. And when we built the house, I told the builder I needed a piece of lucite inserted right over our front doorbell. And that piece of lucite has a 1729W petite carver, pearl handled petite carver sunk into that lucite. And it's etched out of hard work and sacrifice. We carved this slice of paradise. Welcome to our home. That's what it reads. So it was definitely a lot of hard work and sacrifice, but it all sure has paid off and has been so rewarding. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 